All right, y'all, welcome to. Hey, what did I miss? It's your boy, A Coach Cam Salute. We are live in location, Nassau Coliseum. I got my main man right here, Mr. Kevin Spann, head of Spann Incorporated. He was so kind to come on the cast to talk about perseverance to a young crew. So I really appreciate your time. Right now, he's running the camp. Right now, shooting clinic here in Nassau Coliseum. Everybody getting a lot of shots up. Performance looking right. He was a great shooter in college. I saw it firsthand, and I'm gonna say unfortunately because <laughs> that was tough. Couldn't stay in front of him. Then when I backed off, the shot was going in. So it, it was a long night for all of us. All right, so I appreciate your time. Welcome. You know, I'm doing a uh, series on perseverance uh, with my students, you know, because a lot of them, they have this idea of what they want to do, right? But then when people have other plans, things step in the way, and they're not necessarily sure on how to find their passion in the other things that they're doing. So I like to do my flower segment in the beginning. Okay. Homegrown made, Chicago dude, wine dance, out of Long Island. Okay, D1 player, working very hard in his business, getting a little sponsorship from Puma. This is what success looks like. Success is hard work, dedication, perseverance, but it can happen. Let's talk about your career as a player and your love for the game and how it inspired you to get to where you are right now. Great question. My name is Kevin Spann II. Uh, I grew up in Wyandotte, New York, uh, real kid North Babylon. Uh, I spent 10 years in Chicago, so I'm kind of like a prodigal son. My parents are both from Wyandotte, New York. I think basketball starts with the why. You need a why to motivate you every day, even when you don't feel like working out. So my why was, you know, making my parents proud, um, earning a free college scholarship. You know, I didn't come from money or nothing was given to us. My dad worked very hard to put food on the table and drive our family, but college is expensive. And so at 14 years old, I met Danny Green, and same thing, his father went to college. So our focus at 14 and 13 was getting a Division One scholarship, playing on TV, making our community proud, and then giving back, we made it. We played AAU together with Gary Charles on our Pampers. Mm -hmm. Me and Danny were the young guys. We had Joe Kim Noah as a young guy. We had Charlie Villanueva. You know, we had Jason Frazier, Tim Doyle. These are some Long Island legends that paved the way for us. Mm -hmm. uh, we had some ladies that were top-notch. Kia Wright, mm -hmm. St. John's University, Mary LaCour, Delphi Stud, Daniel Wilson with the Baylor. So our culture then, me and Danny were not the most talented. We worked, just worked the hardest. We had a guy like Jerry Powell, you know, Coach Danny Green Sr. giving us access to gyms, you know. Our focus was the, the college scholarship, nothing else. nothing else. You know, we didn't have girlfriends, we didn't have a job at the mall, we didn't have video <laughs> games. I would just say that me and Danny were laser focused. Mm -hmm. We have two different games. I'm the point guard general. Danny's a scorer, slasher, great post game at a young age, great three balls. Danny was a triple threat. Could dribble, pass, shoot. You know, my passion and his patience and his diligence we played summer ball together, but actually we were rivals in high school. Mm. He went to St. Mary's with Tim Clues on the St. John the Baptist with J.D. Walsh and the Catholic League in our era, 2000-05, was a powerhouse. Powerhouse, yes. You know, Absolutely. so me and Dave being young guys and being the young guys at AAU, we were role players early. And when you master being a role player, as you get older, your body catches up to you. You're then able to dominate the game in a different way because you're able to affect it defensively, offensively, on the bench, injured. We learned that slowly. We played men's leagues, Mr. Green. Yeah. We were 17 and 18 <laughs> playing 40-year-olds. So yeah, yeah. We weren't normal kids. You had kids, to grow up quick. Yeah, we had a big why. So my why is that of my community, my family, my extended family, and opportunity. So to have, you know, over 70 kids in Nassau Coliseum learning the art of shooting means the world because I needed that. Me and Dave became the people we needed. So awesome. yeah, that's, that's, that's our focus. Awesome. How important was perseverance in your life growing up? It was very important. And I think when you say the word perseverance, 
It means to never lose your enthusiasm from failure to failure. You cannot win without mastering losing. Right? Yeah. And even the word losing means I learned a lesson. Are you going to win or going to learn? There's no losing with me. Right. right? So if there was an opponent better than me and I sharpened my skills and I worked hard and I ate right and I got my rest and I drunk water, I was prepared. He might just be three years more experienced than me. Mm. He's not better than me. Not better. He has uh, more reps. I'm big on Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours of mastery. So, you know, AJ Price was my comedy. Nick Carter, those guys had some hours on me because their dads were great ball players. Right. You know, Alex, uh, Antoine Agudio, uh-huh. one of the best uh, Yeah. So his dad, Alex Agudio, was New York State Player of the Year. So I was a student of the game. I learned the game mentally first, and then I had to practice it fundamentally. Mm-hmm. Then I could add my passion and emotion. Right. So perseverance comes from knowing that I do not have to be right the first time, or the first year, or the third year. If I have a five-year plan, and we're getting better four seasons a year, I have 20 seasons to catch it. Yeah, yeah. So that's where perseverance comes from. Just having a big why, working at it, and being patient. So who's your biggest inspiration? Like, I mean, you speak, we're talking about the why. You, you, yeah. you infused your why immediately, which I loved and great, but yep. who was your like biggest inspiration? Who did you look to to grab it? I always say my, it. my parents are Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father's from Long Island, most from Long Island, mm-hmm. and we moved to Chicago in 1991. I was five years old, so I left everything I knew. Right. 40 first cousins, mm-hmm. 20 aunts and uncles, my whole community. Right. And my dad and the family just better than ourselves. Right. And growing up in Chicago, I watched Michael Jordan dominate the league. He's the best offensive, best defense, most athletic, uh, mo- most pizzazz, MVP of everything. Mm-hmm. And watching Michael Jordan play and win six championships in eight years, I studied greatness every night. Uh, yeah. And my yeah. parents gave me opportunities, sending me to basketball camps, helped me go to AAU. I took it very serious because I was around a legend, mm-hmm. right? So growing with Michael Jordan, you know, you have abuse every day yeah. because my team is winning every game from right. Chicago. From Chicago. Yeah. And when I come back to New York, they're waiting for Patrick Ewing to be better. But Pat can't be better if Michael Jordan's putting more hours. Yeah. So I say Michael Jordan, my parents, just, you know, uh, that era of 91 to 96 was a beautiful era of basketball. Yeah. Above the rim, mm-hmm. he got game. He got game. Yep. chips, <laughs> loving basketball. Mm-hmm. I have to give a lot of credit to my community and the coaches that opened up gyms and the directors that saw the vision. I'm just a product of my environment and the resource available to me. I can give that to the kids today in 2022. We're not gonna talk about the Knicks though. Please don't do that. I'm, I'm still, I still have uh, double nightmares. Nickel. Nightmare, not even double nickel. I have nightmares of Patrick Ewing missing the finger roll layup. Against Indiana. Indiana Pacers. Yeah, against seven. Indiana. I know. Four yeah. seconds left down the lane. My dad lost some mortgage money that night. <laughs> and the John starts with 0 for 9. Yeah. Okay. Chance for Hakeem. Uh huh. Yeah. You know? Okay. All right. That's okay. So we're not gonna go there. It's okay. <laughs> Appreciate you, my brother. Appreciate you. What other qualities do you think children need to reach at a high level to be successful? What other qualities? Uh, have fun. This shooting camp was different um, because I think in Long Island, it's very challenging where we have a lot of guys that made it. Gary Charles, my godfather, he grew up with Dr. J. Uh-huh. And in the 80s, Mr. Green, my dad, he grew up in the era of Rod Strickland, Kenny Smith, and Kenny Anderson, and, you know, uh, Stephon Martin, all these great guards. So what happens is when you reach the next generation, we task them with the achievement of their ancestors. It's not fair. Each kid should fall in love with the game on their own merit. I want kids to make mistakes. Some of our themes are attitude, next shot. Right? Miss your shot, but then make your adjustment. Hey, you know, uh, uh, make a mistake on defense. Get crossed over. Get dunked on. Like the time Danny dunked on me in high school, just playing ball back in the backyard, and I crossed him up. Like, we got better. It wasn't embarrassing to try. With social media and everyone seeming perfect and you know the whole culture of no one makes mistakes it's very challenging for a young person to have the confidence to make a mistake 
I told the kids just now, Michael Jordan got cut his sophomore year. Right. He had two years of high school basketball. They became the best player ever. Kobe Bryant grew up in Italy. Came to Philadelphia at 14. He couldn't speak English. He says a story that he didn't score a basket in the whole summer at 13 years old. So sometimes your failure pushes you to your passion and you get better. You can't be afraid to fail. So I want kids being kids, you know, scraping their knees up and, you know, eating off the floor. And I, I don't really mean that, mom and dad. I mean, like, a kid should be a kid. And uh -huh. when you fall over being a kid, they're not forced to be an adult and be perfect right away. Right. I don't want my kids being that good at 15. They're going to burn up by 18. Yeah. Let's make some mistakes along the way. Yes. I'm 36, I make mistakes. Yeah. So why can we get back to us trying with a lot of effort, setting a, a fair expectation, not shoving down D1, D2 on kids or top AAU team? Let's bring it back to the parks. Three on threes, open gyms, right? And a kid developing over time. Kind of like a seed. Each seed grows differently. Right. A watermelon seed, you know, mm -hmm. versus a, a plant seed versus a vegetable seed. Mm -hmm. I don't want to measure every kid by the same seed. Mm -hmm. And if every kid thinks not varsity by 15, it quits. Right. We fail as as, as uh, community leaders. Right. Uh, listen, I'm glad you said that because, you know, you were fortunate. You played on uh, great AAU teams, great mm -hmm. high school teams. And um, and I wasn't so, the man. And he wasn't the man. It's the right. 11, made that agree. 11, 12 man right. learning. See, and... I'm going to say, I never played high school ball. I never played high school ball. I got cut. When the Union High School got cut, mm -hmm. I walked on my college team and earned, earned my way, earned my merit. And that's and, called perseverance. Yeah, I earned my way. should have got it right? <laughs> I walked on. You know, by my senior year, I earned some scholarship that's money. It. But then at the end, people were getting awards and accolades. And my coach, John Gunnell, love him. He said, okay, so are you working for me next year? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, so you got a college job. Got a college job. So let's look at his trajectory. From 14 to 18, it wasn't your season. Right. You were still growing, right. getting nourished. Right. You loved the game. Right. You never shortchanged the game. You didn't think the game owed you anything. Right. Now let's talk about those guys at Union though that were better than you at 17. Mm -hmm. They stopped working. Mm -hmm. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. hard. Absolutely. So maybe those guys peaked out, didn't get better in college. Mm -hmm. Now at 22, you're getting a free education yes. and a job opportunity to be what you needed in college. Exactly. That's called perseverance. Exactly. You're your own hero. <laughs> and you're my hero for that. Appreciate it. Shit. Different paths, we get it end done. Up in the same end league. up in the same league, right? We end up in the same league. Yeah, what can parents do to foster these qualities and help get the best out of their kids? I think the parent-child relationship is the most important, um, and and that means that we can't put the onus on teachers mm -hmm. for eight hours a day mm -hmm. and a coach two hours twice a week. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you add the school hours, which is about forty hours a week. Practice hours, give three practices, two hours a week. Okay, so you're talking about less than. 40, 40, 40 hours for hours of 50 years. The kids do what the parents do. So if mom and dad are both working two jobs, which most New Yorkers have to, right? The kids are developing habits from everybody. And the, the TV presence is stronger. The social media presence is stronger. So I think the parent must facilitate a culture of accountability. And so if the kids are waking up, doing their chores, making up their bed, doing the dishes, taking up the trash, give them small responsibilities. Have the money conversation earlier. I think what's dangerous is that kids don't see cash anymore because we're doing everything on our phone. Right. Apple Pay, Cash App, Venmo. So I think when the parents start establishing a culture and we're having more honest conversations about how money works, mm -hmm. then we talk about the, the high schools, the private or public, college, state school, or private school, mm -hmm. Ivy League, or, or junior college. So everything starts at home because coaches and teachers only reiterate what the parents allow at home. Mm. And being a, I was the youngest collegiate coach in the country. Mm -hmm. I was 27 years old with my own program, St. Joseph's College, Division Three, mm -hmm. And I'm inheriting 19, 20, 20 year old men. Mm -hmm. And I have to break down their habits that aren't conducive to team basketball, mm -hmm. 
mm. and hard work. Mm. So the parents' role is the most important of all the uh, village that raises the child. Village that raises child, right, right, right. Was there any a time where you doubted your path? Yes, mm -hmm. I'd say basketball is a vertical sport. And uh, I'm 5'11", 6 feet, depending on the shoes I wear that day. <laughs> and the average NBA player is 6'6". Six, six. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Danny's actually the perfect median size for an NBA player. Danny's 6'6", six, six, 215. Mm -hmm. I'm 5'11", 175, 185. And so as hard as I play, if I'm not able to impact the game, meaning like I can get stops on a 6'9 point guard like LeBron James. Right. I can score on a 7'1 Giannis. Mm -hmm. I knew that my size and my athletic ability would limit my pro opportunity. Mm -hmm. uh, I would never stop my passion. So having international opportunities, exposure to cancer, I was a Washington general with the Harlem Globetrotters and I moved up a couple tours. Mm -hmm. uh, I maximized my God-given size and ability. Um, but as far as doubt, I knew I probably would miss the NBA path by about uh, after my sophomore year of college. Mm -hmm. you, at, at, at my size, you must be perfect. Mm -hmm. I think some guys, you know, DJ Augustine, yes. uh, Lou Williams, mm -hmm. Um, Chris Paul, Patty Mills, uh, uh, Ty Lawson, Jameer Nelson, my favorite one, favorite point guards. Those guys at their size are excellent. Fred Van Fleet. Yeah. <laughs> they don't make mistakes for like 30 minutes a clip. Yeah. Ish Smith is my cousin-in-law. Uh -huh. He doesn't make mistakes at the NBA level at his size. Mm -hmm. So that lets kids know that if you want to be a Steph Curry or Dane Willard, that is 10 hours of practice every day for years. Mm -hmm. There's no other interest. Because right. being a pro requires excellence. Yes. There's no casual way to be a pro. No casual. Oh, I love that. Oh, hold on. Say that. Say that. I want to look in the camera and say that. There is no casual way to be a pro. Please There's no say. casual way. There's 10 hours a day. Mm -hmm. If your parents work eight hours, pay the mortgage, you must work 10 hours to be a pro. It's not for everybody. Can you name some important people in your life at that time that helped like, push you along, help facilitate that, your that, Yes. Um, my teammate, Keisha Clark. I chose the right college for me. Mm -hmm. At my size, of course, everyone. Kiki, right? Yeah, Kiki. Okay, Kiki. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll break it down. Uh, every kid wants to go to Duke in North Carolina up until about 17. Yeah. The interesting part is I actually have those letters, but taking a step further, there's a head coach and five assistant coaches, as you know. Right. And they all have their favorite five. Right. So if I'm the fourth coach's fifth option, mm -hmm. I'm 20 on the depth chart. Yeah. And most parents don't understand, just because you receive a letter, the college coach's job is to increase enrollment for the whole school. Right. I'll send out a thousand letters uh -huh. for two top guys. Mm. Danny Green, Wayne Ellington, Tyler Hansborough, that's one class. Mm -hmm. They sent out a thousand letters. Right. So let's not let the letters be the reason why we think we're at that level. I chose St. Peter's University, mm -hmm. which is a mid-major, low-major college. And that's based on size of the school, not ability. Mm. So my college had 8,000 people. Mm. Uh, mid-major, you know, Lehigh. Lehigh. We'll be at 12,000 kids. UNC's going to have 25,000 plus. That's why it's a high major. The tuition is high. Mm -hmm. The football and basketball bring in millions of dollars and they get five TV games, right. 10 TV games. Our school got three TV games for the year. Mm -hmm. So when I doubted myself, number one, I never doubted myself because I chose St. Peter's with the nation's leading scorer, who's 5'10. I'm 5'11. It was Keijan Clark. Keijan Kiki Clark. Kiki, yeah. Okay, he averaged, he led the nation in scoring twice at 5'10. Okay, it's 3,000 points in four years. He's ninth on the all time list. Oscar Robertson behind him. <laughs> so for me to learn uh -huh. from the one guy and drown out the noise of everyone else was important to me. Every father I grew up playing with and every AU coach and every high school coach told me at my size, I can't take more than five shots a game. I didn't listen to those people. Never, they never accomplished what I was trying to accomplish. Right. 
So if you did not score a thousand in high school and a thousand in college and, and, and win a championship, mm-hmm. it's not that I don't respect you. I can't listen to what you've never done before. Right. Keisha Clark did what I was looking to do and had a 13 year career in overseas and probably made a lot of money. We don't want to talk about the number, but I focused on the one person who did the work right. and showed me the path of his action and not the naysayers who had some of the most negative and ignorant comments because of their lack of, mm. right? You don't want to do that. Don't want if I want to make a lot of money, I want to a broke person. Mm. If I want to lose weight, I want to talk to a person who eats ice cream every night, right. right? If I want to, you know, learn knowledge, I want, I want to a person who doesn't read at least three books a month. Mm. So who we listen to is important to how we doubt ourselves. I've never doubted myself. Mm. My confidence comes from the work. So if you're not waking up before 6 a.m., I can't hear you. If you go to bed, you know, uh, earlier than midnight, not studying the game, I can't hear you. Mm-hmm. And if your trophy case is not looking what I'm looking for, can't hear you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't love you and respect you, but I have a different mindset. Right. And only I ain't sharp and I am. Confidence in the work. I got look. I want. I, I got confidence in his work. Never doubt yourself if you are confident yeah. in your work. Love that. Obviously, you have been incorporated going on. You've got these games going on. So, what are your interests? What is what's, what's going on in your life right now? Uh, a lot. I'm just very blessed, man. I, I found my passion at a young age. So I think my parents first facilitated my passion. I only played basketball, I played video games and like that. So my passion was always studying the game and had pro ambition, pro career. And I just linked with the great guys. But outside of Danny Green, I have 80 to 100 guys I call brothers that I met along the way. After playing ball and coaching ball, I got into the sporting event business, right? We did a couple of events like Battle Nap at the Barclays Center. Um, we've always did camp wherever Danny played at, San Antonio, North Carolina, Toronto. Um, we built a really nice base in Canada. We've been international. I've been, I've been, have access to, you know, Danny and I went to, to China before, we went to Japan before, we went to Switzerland before, a lot of countries. So travel is my first passion. I like helping people learning that you can get away for a bit and learn something different. We have the uh, the three on three class called She Got Game. I was inspired by He Got Game, the movie, but now it's for the ladies. Right. I've had, I've been, always been a fan of the WNBA. My mom played ball growing up. Um, the women around me growing up, they played ball and they were very good at it. Um, you know, Bree Hartley is like a, you know, a, a young woman I watched since day one. Mm-hmm. Tina Charles, there's yeah. a couple of people removed from me, but Tina's game is always perfect me. And so now we have a chance to inspire the next generation of women. And, and God rest his soul, my muse, you know, a mentor from studying, the mom mentality was Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. And we lost Kobe, we lost a big part of who we are in the basketball culture. His daughter Gianna was way ahead of her time. Way ahead of her time. I mean, she had a fadeaway in seventh grade. So for the Bryant family, humbly keep pushing the culture and we're gonna keep finding the next young lady's opportunity. So She Got Game is gonna affect young women with camps, mm-hmm. right? Women between 21 and 40, uh, the ones still play ball afterwards. Yeah. We're not excluding when after 40, could be a Tom Brady of it. Yeah. Um, but also collegiate women who can now make money off their brands, mm. right? The NIL is huge. Mm. When me and you were in college, we were only student athletes, eating ramen noodles, holding on to our quarters, sharing yeah. detergent. Yeah. Now the young people can now make money from their brand. You can rent a footlocker and do a collegiate signing. Mm-hmm. You could have camps and clinics for young ladies. So to help all the collegiate upperclassmen with career advancement, mm-hmm. networking, job placement, they don't have to just worry about playing ball. More importantly, the WNBA women that are overseas in the fall, spring, and winter, they can hold focus on their brand. That's huge for us. So for that, you know, what we want to do is let people know we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, we're big on just providing information, cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. uh, real estate, artwork, NFTs, how to invest. Mm-hmm. It's all built around our platform, which is basketball. All right. So we're running out a lot of NBA arenas, like the NBA arenas, and uh, we have domestic and international opportunities. Hispanic Incorporated uh, is, a, is a bevy of, of opportunity. 
resources and, uh, and networking is going to really build women's basketball, women's empowerment here for a long time. Uh, that's amazing. Is there like a website or a, a way to reach out to you? Um, my website is www.spaninc.com. Mm -hmm. That's S-P-A-N-N-I-N-C.com. Um, our Instagram is span underscore inc, I-N-C. Mm -hmm. And we also have she got game on Instagram as well. She underscore got underscore game. Um, we just did a three on three classic at the Barclay Center, mm -hmm. December uh, 29th. And um, women pay for cash prizes. First place got $5,000, second place got $2,500, third place got 1000 We then uh, let them celebrate like real champions. We uh, got a suite at the Barclays when Danny Green spilled up his 76 took on the Brooklyn Nets. Mm -hmm. And then we had an after party afterwards. And, you know, we really celebrated closing the year out. But 2022 is our year. Mm -hmm. So we're looking for uh, corporate sponsorship, um, venture capitalist foundations, uh, sorry, venture capitalist support. Um, small business owner support, um, and, and really help uh, tell stories. The art of storytelling inspires the next person. Yes, absolutely. You yes. Know, so that's our ability absolutely. to, and that's why I love what you're doing for your kids, man. You're able to share the information. That is the most important thing, time and information. Money comes and goes, status comes and goes, but giving the youth your time and giving young adults information is what I'm all about. You know, I do it for free. Man. You know, as a CEO, and I have a $1 salary a year, so for me, it's not about the money. I've been very blessed to be able to build a lot of businesses, but now it's about building other businesses in the community. Awesome. All right, bro. Thank you for your time. Appreciate you. Appreciate you coming on. Anytime. You know, you got your kids rocking and rolling up here. Yeah, we got to get in shape. You got to get in shape. Get <laughs> uh, on the side of about 20 months, so, you know, from yeah. March 20 to, uh -huh. to March to, to January 22, uh, we rented the... National Coliseum Arena. Uh -huh. We have a four shooting clinic with Danny Green's brand, yeah. the Green Legacy, uh, Mr. Green having the vision early. Mm -hmm. And going from a middle school high school to an arena. Mm -hmm. And then we have the ladies play at the Barclays Center. So um, with my expertise of NBA arenas and collegiate arenas, we want to make sure that we give kids access to dream. That's, that's what today's about. That's what today's about. Awesome. Okay. I'd like to end this one with a quote. We are the music makers and we are the dreamers of the dreams. That's my man, Willy Wonka. All right. <laughs> Holla at y'all on the flip side. Peace. Hey, time.